from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? It is Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Welcome to Live from America. It is 11 a.m. And it is the year of our Lord, February 12th, 2021. I'm so, so happy to uh, to do this every day. I mean, you have no idea what it means uh, to me every day to be able to send you morning um, Bible verses and prayers and then to be able to come on here like this and talk to you uh, at, on such a personal level and bring you truth, bring you the word, uh, bring you positivity, bring you encouragement, um, and then kind of just give you an idea of what's going on in the political world, good, bad, or indifferent. So thank you very much for joining in. I would like to do some morning shout outs. Michelle Smith from Ohio. We have Kelly Wesley from Kentucky. She said, iced in. Well, I know what that's like to be here in New Hampshire. I'll tell you that. Angela Tiffany from New Hampshire, the Seacoast, a fellow New Hampshirite. Thanks for joining in, Ange- uh, Angela, not Anthony, Angela, I'm sorry. Uh, Jeffrey Poole. Uh, Jeffrey Poole, I've, I've, I've had some conversation with through email, so thanks for joining in, buddy. James Dillon from Tennessee. Paula Mack from the great state of Michigan. I used to go to the UP up in Houghton and Hancock all the time when I lived in Illinois. Randy Creamer, how you doing? Iowa, he says. Mike Grazik, fellow uh, patriot from Nebraska. Uh, let's see, Darlene Marconi. How you doing, Darlene? It's good to have you in today. Thank you for joining the show. Sabrina Hugh from North Carolina. Michelle Mead from Ohio. O-H-I-O is in the building. How you doing, Michelle? Thank you for joining in. And a couple more here. Janet Freeney from Indiana and Carrie Wilbur from Florida. Henry Bishop also joining in from Georgia. And then we got one more from New Hampshire here. Julie Sims from Newport, New Hampshire, which is my neighbor uh, here in in my area, uh, in my neck of the woods. So... You guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it uh, more than you know. And if you're new to the show, welcome. They call me the Hip Hop Patriot. If you're not new to the show, you know that it is time to give our honor, our love, our attention, and our worship to God Almighty. Because without Him, none of this is possible. So today I'm going to take from the, if you're part of the mailing list, by the way, on JeremyHerald.com, I send out a morning verse, morning prayer, uh, some, a little bit of encouragement based on the, the, uh, the Bible study that I do that morning. And today is going to come from Isaiah 40, 31, verse of the day. And it says, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. Again, that's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. So, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity says, Christianity tells us that if you wait and on the Lord, and you want to be great, then you must be the least. If you want to be first, then you must be the last. Those who wait on the Lord shall have their strength renewed. Normally, waiting is not fun. 
normally waiting is annoying. Waiting is irritating. You know what I mean? Like when you're waiting in line at the grocery store, when you're waiting in line at, a, at Walmart because there's no cashiers working. I, I, you know, I never understood that, by the way, how they have like 40 different <laughs> lanes and, and there's nobody there. They're just in lane 12 where they sell cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? But um, it's so weird in, in, in our earthly flesh we waiting usually is a problem we don't like it at all but when you wait on the lord ladies and gentlemen that that is a gift in itself and it says those who wait on the lord shall have their strength renewed um and normally like i said waiting is irritating but waiting on god is wonderful that's where we find strength remember that god what god does in you while you wait is just as important if not more important than whatever it is you're waiting for or waiting on. It's that growth. It's that little bit every day of growth and understanding and putting a mirror on yourself. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what makes you first. Be the least. Don't worry about what you're waiting for. Understand that growing happens in the waiting. Okay? So I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to, to tell you that this morning, and it will be followed up by the morning prayer which uh, if you'd like to pray with me, please do. But we're go before we get to the, uh, to the news, I just want to have this prayer. God, when I feel overwhelmed by what's going on around me, please help me come to you. I want you to be my strength for today, but my hope for tomorrow. I know that you empower me to endure whatever comes my way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Thank you very much for allowing me to do that. Um, and I just want to encourage you to go to jeremyherald.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in contact no matter what happens on this plant platform or any other platform. And if you can find it uh, that you can do so, please consider becoming a monthly donor of a small or a lar large amount. It's going to help the network grow. Okay, the first top story of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get the impeachment talk out of the way because I don't like talking about this day in and day out. I don't even like watching it, which I don't. I literally go in and I I take I, I just take little sections and I just kind of see what each side is on and then I and then I bounce out of there. There's nothing about that impeachment that I care about because I know it's just a sham. I know it's just political theater. I know it's reality TV. I get it a hundred percent. So I'm not gonna talk too much about it. But what what I will talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is what the GOP did today. This is how disgusting. Most of the GOP is. When I say the word swamp donkeys, and God pray, I pray for them. When I say the word swamp donkeys, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. This is the trap that the GOP set for President Trump today. Like Steve Bannon says, there are no coincidences in politics. There are none, period. And we know now what the dirty, disgusting GOP was up to, what they were up to. And who it involves is the Wall Street Journal, Nikki Haley, Lindsey Graham, and the rest of the rhinos who are fair-weather Republicans who just wait for that wind to blow to see which side they want to be on. Nikki Haley today comes out in an op-ed with, uh, along with the Washington Journal and um, basically separates herself from Trump because this is her making her play, ladies and gentlemen, to run for office. This is her thinking in her fantasy, lucky charm, 
rainbow riding on a unicorn to find a pot of gold from the leprechaun himself. This is her fantasy, thinking that she is going to ever be the president of the United States. The problem with Nikki Haley is she's not up to the task. She has no grit. She has no heart. She has no um, passion. And she has no loyalty to the very people that she is trying to pretend that she represents. She is a mega donor style woman. She is a GOP swamp donkey. And we knew this two years ago. But she waits till today to separate herself from President Trump and says basically that there is no room for a President Trump inside the traditional conservative GOP. There is no room for his style. There's no room for his tactics. There's no room for his antics. There is no room for his mouth, basically, or anything that she says. And um, or anything that she said. Now, here's the kicker. Lindsey Graham actually has been working with her trying to set up meetings between her and big mega GOP donors, big huge donors, the ones that make the GOP world go round and round and round and round, who, all, who by the way, could never ever give the GOP as much as uh, we the people gave the GOP when President Donald Trump was there for four years. I just want to reiterate that real quick. But she had Lindsey Graham go from mega donor to mega donor, okay, to set up a meeting with her so that she could get on their side and get their approval and basically ultimately get their money for running for president in 2024. Well, Nikki Haley, let me break the news to you. The people don't want you. We don't respect you. We know what you're all about. We know you're about number one. We know you're about yourself. We know you only cater to mega donors. We know the, the, the uh, trickery and treachery that you did to President Trump, who was very, very nice to you and gave you an opportunity. And we know that this little political st stunt that you're pulling this morning of pulling yourself away from President Trump and trying to make the GOP uh, push him out is never going to work. And we see right through it. And Lindsey Graham, we see through you as well, which we have been for quite a while. And you're going to pay the political price as well. Now, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Here's how we. Here's the winning part that I'm talking about. Those mega donors, every one of them, reportedly, and this is coming from the war room, um, the the uh, the mega donors all refused. None of them want to talk to her. Not a single one of them want a meeting with her. They've all refused and declined every meeting. And every one of them can see right through her just like you can, just like I can. And basically, she's left out to dry because neither side wants her. That's what you get when you play both sides and you try to set a trap for President Trump. And this is what the old GOP and their old way of thinking, this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to work together to set a trap for President Trump. But guess what happens when swamp donkeys, rhinos, and Democrats try to set traps, ladies and gentlemen? They end up laying traps for themselves. And when they turn around to try to walk back, they get stuck in them every single time, every single time. There's not a single time in the history of these swamp donkeys and Democrats have they ever set traps for somebody like President Trump and not turned around and walked back into them. Okay. Somebody said the Lincoln Project might talk to her. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. And that's another thing too, guys. This whole thing is just taking all the attention off the Lincoln Project. But the Lincoln Project is in the same boat. They're in the same boat. Neither side likes them either, the Democrats or the Republicans. Nobody likes them. So them, AOC, and Nikki Haley ought to go to Applebee's and have a nice dinner together and drink um, mucho margaritas or whatever it is, or chilies or whatever it is, because nobody else in the world wants anything to do with you, okay? So we'll just get that out of the way real quick.
I also want to talk about something else before we get to a really important story that I think is is important that people more people should be talking about. Do you guys Okay, you see all these military members, all these uh, National Guard members down in DC, right? And you keep wondering wondering to yourself, why are they there? What are they what are they doing there? And and God bless them, they're just following orders. You know, I'm not I'm not knocking the the National Guard members. I was National Guard myself um in the state of Illinois. I'm not not knocking them in any way. But we keep asking ourselves, why are they there? Why are they there to intimidate? Well, that's exactly why they're there. It's to intimidate you and basically put kind of um justification behind this uh, residency that is completely illegal, in my opinion, all right, that should not be there anyways, and to make it look like the insurrectionists and the terrorists and the MAGA people, the red cap wearing uh, reality denialist terrorists, it's there to make the world think that there's actually a threat. And really the only threat that's happening right now in cities like Portland and DC and others is massive damage once again by the fascist terrorist group themselves, Antifa. Those are the only threats that remain on this on the city streets. Want to know why? Because real Americans are working to try to make sure that their family is okay, that they have jobs, that they have income, and that their kids are actually going to school, which isn't happening in most cases either. There is no threat from the reality denialists and the, and the MAGA terrorists, as they call them. There's no threat for that. There never has been. It's there as political theater, just like the impeachment itself. But I want to say something to you. Nancy Pelosi, Stretch Face Armstrong, Chuckle Schumer, and, and, and Jerry Nadler, and everybody else, and Cory Booker, and, and Adam Schiff all tell you that this is justified, that we need the National Guard troops down there. But just think about, just, let's just rewind a year ago, ladies and gentlemen. Let's rewind a year ago, back when all of the mayhem was going on with BLM and Antifa. Remember when they were in D.C.? Remember when they were burning places, they burned the church, they interrupted people at dinner, they destroyed people's dinners, they flipped their tables upside down, they destroyed businesses, they threw bricks through windows, everybody was a racist, you were a racist, you were a racist, and guess what, you were a racist. It was basically like an Oprah show where she said, look under your seat, you win a car, you win a car, you win a car, everybody was racist, things were burning, uh, city blocks were destroyed, businesses were destroyed, reputations were tarnished, all of this was happening on the streets of Washington, D.C. and many other cities last year, but when President Trump called in the National Guard because the church was burning um, and, and all this trouble was happening and they were hurting people and they were literally causing real threat and real violence. Remember Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi then? Remember Chuckle Schumer then? They were like, how dare President Trump call in the National Guard? What is he thinking? He is such a draconian dictator. He is such a, he is such a, a terrible, terrible man for calling in the National Guard on, on the American people and, and turning the, uh, mil- the might of the military against American people on American soil. Um, what? Excuse me? We have a wall that apparently walls don't work, but we have one built around our capital that we pay for right now. We have barbed wire wrapped around that same wall so you and I can't get into our capital. But that's okay? Running up, uh, putting military on our soil to intimidate the rest of us, that's okay? Come on, guys. Come on. Like the hypocrisy just blows my mind. Every single day I wake up, I see the same thing and it feels like this last month has been 10 years and you're like, as a, you know what? No normal person rationalizes that way. No normal person thinks that way. 
You know what I mean? Not a single person in reality outside of the swamp, outside of the political fake news media. Nobody actually thinks that way. Everybody thinks the way we're talking about, even if they tell you they don't because they're so far left, they don't want to admit it. Everybody understands that what we're seeing is ridiculous, garbage, fake, hypocrisy, and basically totalitarian. Am I wrong? Please tell me I'm wrong. I would like to have that discussion with somebody uh, because there's no way that anybody thinks that that's okay after what they see in last year when that was that seemed to not be okay then. You know what I mean? <clears throat> All right, let's get to uh, what I really wanted to talk about today, which I feel was the top story, really. And I didn't mean to get bogged down in this impeachment reality TV. Uh, but Andrew Cuomo, his top aide came out last night, Thursday evening, um, and said that the state purposefully hid the nursing home COVID death numbers. Now, we knew this. We talked about this a week ago, about how the, um, the state basically lied. And they, they gave a far lower uh, death rate than actually happened in these nursing homes. Well, now we know that is 100% true because his top aide says they purposely hid the nursing home COVID death uh, toll out of fear of a federal investigation. This was reported last night by the, by the New York Post, by the way. Um, secretary to the failed governor, Andrew Cuomo, you know, the one who used to give Texas wedgies to his younger brother, Fredo who also works for CNN and lies and does creepy, weird, disgusting things, much like his older brother. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree in that family, apparently. Um, you know, coming down from dad to older brother to younger brother. Um, but the, uh, the secretary to the failed uh, governor, whose name was Melissa DeRosa, confessed that the uh, confessed to the cover-up in a virtual meeting with state Democrat leaders claiming that Andrew Cuomo's administration froze in their tracks when they discovered that the potential of a federal investigation was actually real and could be on the table. So what did they do? They lied. This is coming right from a top aide in his administration. This isn't coming from me. I'm telling you what the New York Post reported based on what Melissa DeRosa said, who is the secretary of the failed governor in New York. So we know they lied. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he's still the governor. How? We shouldn't even have to have a, a New York State petition of signatures to recall this guy. This guy should be in handcuffs. He should be sent to Rikers Island, and he should do his time for murdering grandmothers and grandfathers. That doesn't, that's not the subtle way of saying it, but that's the truth. That's the honest to God's truth. That is the most candid way that you can say it. And it's the way that needs to be said in order for people to understand the magnitude of committing basically murder. Now we have AOC running out there saying that Ted Cruz and, 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 and you know, Senator Josh Hawley, they're con they should be convicted of murder because I was hiding behind a bathroom door when they were saying, where is she? Where is she? And I just couldn't get over the fact that my credit score is only a 430 and my IQ is, is only a 43. <sighs> no, that's not murder, ladies and gentlemen. Murder is what we just talked about right there. That is murder. Not what these lunatics uh, again, no real person thinks that that's okay. No, not a real person. When we go around on this bus tour, this real, uh, this, um, this save America freedom tour that we're about ready to go on. I believe the first, we're going to have the bus down in, um, CPAC and then we're going to hit the road in, in May or I mean in March. And this whole reason behind this tour 
is to go out there and get America's voice and give them a voice. To go and hold town hall meetings in cities and states. To be able to sit down with business owners and give them a voice to put on TV about what they're frustrated about. Because the mainstream media will not show it. The mainstream media will not show it. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to you to hear the frustration of the American people. We're going to talk to people about what damage has been done to their children and to their families for not being able to go back to school. We're going to encourage people and educate people on how to get involved in their school board meetings and how to be involved in their city councils. That is what the entire tour is about, ladies and gentlemen. That is what the entire thing is about, is to give real America a voice. And I guarantee you, when we get out there, you ask anybody these questions and don't put names to them. Just ask them, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? Is it okay to stick people in nursing homes knowing there's COVID uh, rampaging through and killing the elderly? Is that okay? And I guarantee you, the majority of the people will not go, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. No, ladies and gentlemen. So now we know that that's 100% true. But let's let's stay on the uh, topic of the crazies in New York. Why don't we? Here we go. You ready for this? This is going to get you. The state of New York, uh, the New York State Assembly, moves to rename Donald J. Trump State Park a 436-acre patch of unused land eight miles east of Peekskill, New York, and 50 miles north of the city. New York State has, uh, this is a quote by them, and this is their, their bill to have this renamed. Um, So this is a quote inside that. New York State is known for its history and welcoming and embracing people of all cultures and backgrounds, said in the bill, and moves on to say, quote, even our park system reflects these values. According to the Declaration of Policy of the Office of Parks and Recreation and the Historic Preservation, our parks should, um, should... Uh, only strengthen this sense of purpose while being an identity of the citizens of the state. And for this reason, Donald J. Trump Park should be renamed. So you remember what he did with the ice skating rank. You remember, you know what he's done with his buildings and his hotels. You know what he's done as a builder and to make things better in the community that he lives in, right? We know all this. We've heard the stories for years. We heard the stories of him picking up people on the side of the road that were broke down in his limo. We've heard the stories about hiring people right off the street and say, hey, you need a job. We've heard the stories about how good he is to the taxi cab drivers uh, of the 80s and the 90s inside the city. We know how much good this man has done for the community community that he lives around. Now, there's arguments to say that he uh, got uh, the city to do eminent domain and, and, you know, crush an old lady's home so he could build something. And I'm not saying that that's true or that's not true. But the man has done far better for the community that he lives in than he's, than, than he's done anything to destroy or hurt it or harm it. So this is just another far left crazy move to rid the world of Donald J. Trump. And the more they try, the more they fail. Those traps that they keep setting, the more they keep stepping into them. So if you're from New York, maybe you can get involved and maybe you can help stop that because to me, it's nuts. By the way, I have been getting a lot of emails of, of um, 
uh, uh, pictures that people are sending of the cards that they're sending down to President Donald J. Trump. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. Keep them coming. I had an email this morning from a lady who said that her son um, was actually super excited and made Donald Trump a card. And he was all excited. He couldn't sleep. And uh, he made a... He made a um, uh, made a card to send to Donald Trump. Um, there's something else I want to talk about as well. Um, I got an email from a lady this morning named Christina Wallers. Okay. And, um, you know, much like yesterday, if, when people ask me for these prayers and they ask me for your prayers to help them or their families, I want to be able to do that. So Christina Waller's grandson, who's four years old, apparently has got a lot of issues. I don't know if they're really health related issues or mental health related issues, but she said he's got a lot of issues in the area. He needs, he needs many, many prayers. Uh, so if we could pray for Christina Waller's four-year-old grandson for whatever it is that he's facing, whatever uh, ailments that's that's come upon uh, him, uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you um, you pray for, for the young man, okay? So, <clears throat> Christopher Waller's four-year-old grandson, make sure that that, that that young man is in is in your prayers. I appreciate that. Um, so last week, we talked about South Dakota and how great it was that the South Dakota Attorney General and, and, and the, uh, the, um, the Speaker of the House there was, was uh, ready to enforce um, an executive order signed that says that they don't have to follow any unconstitutional executive orders from resident corn pop himself or anything that would harm their state economically, financially, or, in, or anything else. So now North Dakota, ladies and gentlemen, the North Dakota House passes a bill banning transgender athletes from high school sports teams. And if you ask me, that's just another win for us. It's another win for God. It's another win for the people of this country. It's definitely a win for young ladies that are going to grow up to be wonderful, smart, intelligent and successful women who just want to be able to compete on a level playing field. So I want to give a big shout out to the North Dakota House for passing that bill. And I think it's the smart thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. And I think that it needs to make sure that it gets into effect and gets into law and more states need to start doing this. And it only reinforces what I've been saying, guys. The states have more power than the federal government itself because the states give their power to the federal government. So if we can focus on local and state, then we win every single time, whether it's a school-related issue, whether it is a tax-related issue, whether it is a working, uh, a, worker, a work environment issue, it doesn't matter. No federal government has the right to come in and tell a state what to do. And thank you, Democrats, for showing us that that was a possibility when you completely and utterly decided that you were going to disagree with what President Trump was trying to do and you helped destroy this economy. And in so, um, in doing so, uh, helped, uh, you know, with that weird, irregularity, illegal election that we just had. I don't know another way to say it without being banned, so you're going to hear me say it like that for a while. <laughs> um, so uh, we were talking about Antifa earlier, and Antifa rioters in uh, Portland recently have caused another $2.3 million in damage to federal buildings, ladies and gentlemen. All of this under... Joe Biden's watch, and nothing is being done about it. Meanwhile, they have National Guard members marching around with, with, with uh, military-grade weapons trying to make it look like people like you and me are about ready to cause an insurrection. Meanwhile, an insurrection is actually happening 
because another $2.3 million to federal buildings um, of damage has been done by Antifa in Portland. Once again. Once again. Here we go again, right? Um, and, and staying on that topic about things that happen under uh, resident Corn Pop's watch, 60,000 people have died on Biden's watch because of COVID, because of his failure to roll out uh, the vaccine that President Trump was able to get through with Operation Lightspeed. So 60,000 people have died under Biden's watch in less than a month, ladies and gentlemen. Shouldn't that be murder? Shouldn't their blood be on his hands? Since there was blood on President Trump's hands, right, for all those people who contracted the virus and died, shouldn't there be blood on his hands too? 60,000 people in less than a month, that's quite a number. That's quite a number, and we pray for all of those people and their families and the stuff that they're dealing with, but shouldn't somebody take blame for that? They wanted somebody else to take blame for that. Shouldn't blood be on somebody's hands for that? Maybe blood is on Jen Psaki's hand. Maybe she'll circle back with you and let you know if that's the case or not. Either way, 60,000 people have died in less than a month under resident Corn Pop and his hairy legs and his cockroaches and his stories about kids jumping on his lap. Thought you should know that. Another big win today for uh, for us. Uh, well, it didn't happen today, but it's it's news today anyway. And that is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, the prosecutors there wanted to reissue another warrant for Kyle Rittenhouse because they said that he changed his address and moved to a safe house for him and his family and didn't report where the address is out of safety reasons. But they said either way, he violated his bail and they wanted the judge to issue another arrest warrant for him so they could up his bail by $200,000. I am pleased to report to you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, that Judge Bruce Schroeder denied their feeble and weak-minded attempt to try to further hurt this family and try to further publicly shame this family and possibly let people know where he and his family live. The judge said no, that it would be completely illegal to do. They did this out of safety reasons and safety reasons alone, and there are many, many, many thousands of people on bail out there right now that we don't know where they live. So we're not going to treat this man any different as we treat anybody else that we don't go after for doing the same thing. Shout out to you, Judge Bruce Schroeder, for standing up for American values and doing what is right. Big win for us again. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is we know that the impeachment, again, we started with the impeachment, we'll end with it. We know it's not going anywhere. We know nothing is going to happen. We know President Trump's not going to be convicted, and we know it's political theater. The Democrats know that. The Republicans know that. CNN knows that. MSDNC knows that. PolitiFake knows that. And so does USA Yesterday, lead stories, not so lead stories, and the AP. Everybody in the world knows that. So, last night I was watching a live video on the Epic Times Face on the on their um on their website, and I uh, posted it in my Telegram, and we had a lot of people go over there. When 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 I went over to start watching, there was only there was one point seven uh, seventeen hundred people watching live on Epic Times page, um, and that was holding for quite a while. And then I posted it on my Telegram, and all of a sudden it went up to like four thousand, four or five thousand, I think its its height was. So. Good job, you guys, getting over there and watching that. But if you did watch it, you know that the Democrats know that they can't ever com- convict or, or anything with uh, President Trump unless they have two-thirds vote. And they know they're never going to get to the two-thirds vote. So they're going to try to illegally take little bits and pieces of the Constitution, form them all together, and try to uh, invoke the 14th Amendment. 
and work it from the angle where they only need to pass a resolution, which is majority rules, which they hold every branch, which they would be able to convict him that way. The problem is that they don't really have the power or the jurisdiction to do that. It's never been done before, but this crazy, crazy body that's in there right now will probably be the first ones to try it, in which case President Donald J. Trump would then have to appeal it to the Supreme Court, in which case they would probably rule with him because there's no jurisdiction for it. It's completely illegal. They can't do it, but I urge you to go read the 14th Amendment and you'll see what I'm talking about because you'll be able to read that and see their evil, maniacal, disgusting, dividing plan to try to circumvent the Constitution and the law, just like they got the states to circumvent the Constitution and the law when they went outside the state legislature to create their own election rules and laws. They're going to try to do the same thing here. We cannot let them. We cannot let them. Some of you will go, how? How? Well, the first thing is you have to know it, and you have to understand the 14th Amendment, and then you'll understand what they're going to try to do. And we'll talk about that on another Live from America, hopefully tonight at 5 p.m. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of the show. I want to thank you so much. I want to encourage you to go to JeremyHarrell.com, listen to all podcasts, watch old videos, watch uh, music videos, listen to my music, my, my latest Rebirth of America, sign up for the newsletter, and if you can, please consider becoming a monthly or one-time donor to help grow the show into the full network. Today, I was doing a test with all the different cameras and the software, so I'm just a little bit behind on bringing you the production that I want to bring you, but we will get there. And when we do, I'll actually give you a tour of the studio that you guys helped create and get me to this point as, as we know it. So thank you guys. Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, your chest out, and your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great day. God bless you. And we'll see you tonight for more Live from America with Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America. Long as I'm living in free.